This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL, loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers. IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K through 12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. I have personally used IXL with students to support them in math, and I love that it focused on the skills that students needed and could help differentiate learning for them. I was also able to look at the data and use that information to inform my instruction. Do you want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast, where we explore the challenges of burnout for teachers and share practical strategies to support teacher well-being. I'm your host, Barb Flowers. If you're a teacher looking for ways to prevent burnout or an educational leader searching for strategies to support your team, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to overcome back-to-school anxiety. So I'm going to be coaching on three things. The first thing is, why do we get anxious about going back to school? Then how do we know it's anxiety? And the last will be four tips for alleviating back-to-school anxiety. So why do we get anxious about going back to school? And I want to start with talking about it is normal to expect some sort of anxiety when we're in a situation of the unknown. Because anxiety is our natural and adaptive response that humans have used to cope with potential threats and challenges in our environment for years. And so when we have uncertain or unpredictable situations, it can trigger trigger our anxiety. And so, of course, as educators, we know it's one of the things most people love about education. I know I love it about education. Every day is different, right? We can have a plan and it's going to look different than what we planned, um, we we are with 20 to 30 kids. If you're in the classroom, you know, in my building, there's over 500 and you have no control over their behaviors. I mean, you can control your routines and your expectations and set it up for success, but you can't control the students' choices that they make or the choices that their parents make, right? So even if you feel like, you know, you've set up the best routines and procedures, you don't know what that will look like or how students will respond until you've started enacting them and, um, you know, running the procedures in your class. And still then, students might make decisions based on how they're feeling that day, what happened at home, you know, situations that we can't control. And so there's always this level of uncertainty when you um, work in a school of what's going to happen that day. And like I said, that's something I love about it because it makes it exciting and every day is not the same. However, it can make some people anxious because you don't know what to expect and you're hoping that nothing bad's happening. So, um, you know, with anxiety about going back to school, we might just be thinking about what could potentially happen that's negative or thinking about worst case scenarios as we start school. You know, we can start to overgeneralize or catastrophize events. Maybe our perfectionism kicks in and we just feel anxious about not being good enough to start or we want everything to go perfectly and we know that that isn't always the case. But with anxiety comes imagining worst case scenarios, thinking about the future, thinking about all the things that could go wrong. So it's it's our brain's normal reaction to go to the negative. So 
getting anxious about going back to school can be a normal thing. So we can change that. And you know you have an anxiety when you really start to worry a lot. Maybe you get irritated. Maybe you start to notice that you're more irritated with your kids or your family at home. You have trouble sleeping, difficulty concentrating. Um, for me, I notice that I get stomach aches if I'm really anxious. And so you might start feeling those symptoms as the summer ends because you're getting anxious and starting to think about the school year. So I just wanted to give you some tips today for overcoming back to school anxiety so that you can go back in a positive state of mind and be looking forward to the school year because the beginning of the school year is such an exciting time of year. So I'm going to give you those tips and I hope that you find them helpful today. So tip number one is focus on things you can control. So what can you do to set yourself up for a good school year? So I was talking about student behavior earlier. You know, you can set up your classroom procedures and expectations and have all your routines in place. There's a lot you can do to set up a positive classroom environment. You can um, think of ways you're going to build relationships with kids through morning meetings and activities. So there are things that you can control to set your classroom up for success so that you're able to help students make good choices. Um, also think about what things do you love about teaching? How can you incorporate that into your day? You know, as an elementary teacher, I loved read-alouds. I loved reading with kids, discussing books with kids. So I would just think about, you know, what are good books I can incorporate that I enjoy reading and discussing with kids? What would the kids enjoy um, so finding those areas that I loved about teaching, I can control that. Also focusing on your actions and not necessarily what the outcome is. I think a lot of times um, in education, we get really anxious and upset because we're focusing on outcomes. And I see this a lot with state testing, right? Like we're so worried about making sure that our test scores are good, which we, we want them to be good, but let's focus on those actions that make the test scores good. Let's focus on just good teaching strategies and making good lessons and reflecting and using you know everyday classroom data to guide our instruction. Let's focus on those actions and not necessarily the outcomes that we can't control because we might be teaching the best lessons and using data to drive our instruction. And then we have a student who has a terrible, you know, night at home and comes in and takes the test and, and doesn't do well. So we need to focus on the actions that we can control and not the outcomes. And also remember that we need to control our reactions and responses to events that happen um, because we can't control the event that happens, but we can control those reactions and responses. So that's going to make every situation better if we control how we react and respond in a better way. And one thing I would suggest with this that I see a lot is, is focusing on being calm through situations and not, um, I would say, you know, over dramatizing the situation or getting upset about the situation, but listening to all the facts and really thinking through things and coming up with a reaction response that is appropriate for the situation where we're not like adding drama and making it worse than it is. My second tip is to accept the things that we can't control. So how are we, we need to be thinking about how are we going to let things go that we cannot control? Other people's actions, you know, coworkers' actions, parents' actions. I just go into school knowing that there's going to be things that are out of my control every day. Every day there's going to be things I can't control, whether that's student behaviors, um, hearing from a parent, you know, working with an angry parent, like I can't control if that parent's angry or what that student does. 
I can only control my reaction and response to that. And so I have to think going in, how am I going to not let those things um, upset me? For example, I used to get really upset when I would go, not upset, anxious. I would get anxious when I go to my office and see my light blinking like after I had in the morning when I came in and after I'd been gone all evening. And I thought, oh no, it's an angry parent who called me after school. That was my first thought. (laughs) And I remember thinking, I have to stop thinking that because even when it is a parent, usually we talk through the situation and everything's fine. So it's not even worth the anxiety that I'm creating in my mind. So, you know, reframing my thoughts on that and accepting that if it is a parent, that's fine. You know, it could be a colleague, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm going to control my reactions and responses and just focus on what I can control in each situation. So that's my second tip is to accept the things you cannot control. My third tip is to focus on your mindset. Like I was saying, that's so important. Um, and I and I am going to talk about the T method, which is what my coach uses, where we talk about thoughts, which create your emotions, which create your actions. And so you need to be thinking about um, the thoughts that you have, what negative thoughts are you noticing are coming up about the school year and try to fight back and talk back to those thoughts. For example, maybe you heard um, that you're getting this student in your classroom and you've heard they have a lot of behaviors and a colleague who had the student or worked with the student says, oh my gosh, you have, you know, so-and-so, he's so difficult, I feel bad for you or good luck this school year. I mean, first of all, that's not a great way to, you know, talk to a colleague about another student. But second, I have seen so many times where students' behaviors change year to year. In my role as a principal, it's it's amazing to get to see how students who, you know, we've had students who were major behaviors in first grade and they're typical students in third grade with no extra support or anything. And it just is difference in, you know, things going on in their personal lives. It could even be teacher personality. It could be that they've matured. You know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is, but Every year, students can be completely different. So it's really not fair to, um, you know, talk about a student in that way and then to have anxiety about it and already have these preconceived thoughts. So you really want to focus on what thoughts you're having. Um, also thinking about if you've heard about a particular clash, you know, um, it's a difficult group of kids. Well, going in with a positive mindset and thinking, you know what, I have systems, I have routines, I have procedures in place. It's going to be a great year. And the more that you think those positive thoughts, that's what's going to happen. The more you think it's going to be a great year, it will be a great year. Even I'm not saying it will be easy or that you won't have challenges, but the more that you tell yourself and you have those positive thoughts and you fight back from those negative thoughts, it will be a great year. And I've seen that in my own thinking. When I've had years where I think, I don't know how I'm going to do it all, you know, I, I'm so stressed about this or I'm really anxious. They are completely different from the years that I have gone in and I've changed my thoughts about it and I'm excited to be there and I know it's going to be a great year. And so that's what you have to keep telling yourself and your emotions, those thoughts are going to control emotions to be more positive, which is going to control more positive actions. So just what intentional thoughts can you put in place that are going to result in positive emotions and actions? I want you to think about that. And again, maybe it's your schedule. Like I've had this thought, you know, since transitioning, I'm going back to work. It's easy to run my kids around for sports and things after school when I'm home all day. It's not a stressful thing because I've been home. 
But, you know, I'm already thinking, okay, I'm going to have to go to gymnastics for an hour and a half after work. What's that going to look like? So thinking about your schedule and just kind of having a plan of, of what that will look like, not being anxious about it, but having a plan. And, and that changes my thoughts. For example, you know, I'm thinking, okay, so when I go to gymnastics, that's when I'll get my workout in and I'll go for a walk. So that's going to hap- help with that time of night. So really playing with your schedule and thinking about it in a positive way. And then my last tip is tip number four, put a self-care routine into place before you start school. And if you've already started school when you hear this, start your self-care routine now. Um, Self-care is so important because it boosts your resilience, your ability to fight back when things get really hard. And I had a four-part self-care series on my podcast, so if you haven't listened to those, I encourage you to go back. But we talked about nutrition, we talked about exercise, um, having a healthy mindset, and sleep, and those are all four very important things for self-care. And making sure that you understand why you need to be focusing on those, which I talk about in the podcast, is so important because the common theme between all of them is they help with physical health and they help with mental health. So those are really important. And if you're depleting yourself, you're not going to be able to help others. It's that idea that you have to pour into yourself to pour into others. And as educators, we are giving ourselves in so many directions to students, to our families, to parents, um, that we need to be taking care of ourselves so that we're able to do that. So have a routine put into place before you go back to school. And that's going to get your mindset in place. That's going to just let you know when you have that time for self-care because being healthy and having healthy routines is self-care. So I want you to remember that because it's never okay to not get enough sleep or not take care of yourself so that you're, you know, because you think you need to work more or do more as a teacher because really you're not going to be a better teacher if you're not doing those things for yourself. So self-care is really important. So I just wanted to review quickly those tips for overcoming back-to-school anxiety. So the first one was focusing on things you can control. Our second tip was accept the things you cannot control. Third, focus on your mindset. And fourth, put a self-care routine into your into place. So, and even if your school year hasn't started or has already started, the summer reset course is a great course for reflecting on last school year and what caused burnout, what caused stress, what caused overwhelm and determining what you need to work on and creating an action plan to move forward. So if you're interested in doing that, um, you can find that on my Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching. There's a link in my bio for that course, but that course is really helpful because we do all of these things where we're reframing our thoughts, we're reflecting on some of the negative things that happen and thinking about how we can reframe them. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast and stay tuned for the next episode. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase achievement for all student populations, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.